Hello, everybody. Welcome to Walking Free. Today we have Sean Brizendine on the show, and he's going to tell us his testimony. And um, Sean is a pastor in the Michigan Conference of Seventh Day Adventists. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Sean. So I've been a pastor here in the Michigan Conference for a little over three years. I serve in the Bessemer, Greenland, and Houghton uh, Seventh-day Adventist churches, and I'm an assistant with Dr. C. Raymond Holmes in, in Bessemer and Greenland. All right. Um, what's one thing you enjoy doing up there? One thing I really enjoy is exercising out in the beauty of nature year round. I just have to bundle up when it's winter time, but I really love, <laughs> I love the beauty of nature up here. So. Yeah. I like being outside too, but, but in the warmth. Um, so uh, let's pray before we get into your testimony uh, so that God will bless us. Uh, dear father in heaven, I'd like to ask that you would send the Holy spirit to guide Sean and his words and send the Holy spirit to each one of the listeners and upon myself so we can all be blessed and uh, grow closer to you and appreciate you more from Sean's testimony. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Sean, uh, I know you have a powerful testimony, so uh, we'd love to hear about it. So praise the Lord. I grew up in Modesto, California and was raised there. I was born February 17, 1987 to John Nelane Brizendine, and they had met at Andrews University back in the early 1970s, got married in the Alpena Seventh-day Amish Church in 1971. And by the time I was growing up, however, they had, for different reasons I don't fully know, uh, had left the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and my mom had become an active member of a non-denominational church in Modesto, uh, where I grew up. And so my experience with the Lord and faith was non-denominational, um, went to church very faithfully every Sunday and, you know, different youth things. And um, my mom uh, invited me if I wanted to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I was five and I just praise God for that. Um, it's a blessing to make that choice and uh, to want Jesus to be in my heart and invite him there. And then uh, moving forward in the years that followed, there was definitely some some sorrow and pain, uh, some of which uh, my mom told me about. That was that I had an older sister that had died when uh, I hadn't even been born. It was She died in 84, and I was born three years later. Um, but my dad started to show signs of a, a severe and rare mental illness called Pick's disease. And initially it wasn't diagnosed. We didn't know what was going on, but he was forgetting things, repeating himself, confusion, and um, that was really difficult. Um, I was like seven, eight, and going on until I was 12 years old. Um, I should mention that I was baptized when I was 10 years old in a river. Uh, one of the lay pastors there at that church, we had a baptism out in the river. So God had been drawing on my heart from an early age to want to follow him, but there was just a lot of pain and struggle with my family because of my dad's illness. And um, it was in January of 2000, January 3rd, 2000, that my father uh, passed away after that um, years of, of battling with mental illness and uh, pneumonia specifically is what, what caused him to pass away. Um, but I remember through that experience of losing my dad, just really even more earnestly yearning to, uh, to be closer to God, as well as just feeling like, Lord, don't let anything happen to my mom. Uh, my mom had homeschooled me and it was just really a huge part of my life. And, um, 
I remember in the months that followed, my sister and I had been out riding bikes. And anyway, my sister got in an accident a little bit with um, something that she needed to go to a chiropractor. And so then my mom got to go to the chiropractor as well. And the doctor noticed that she had a lot of pressure in her pelvic region. And this was the year 2000, the same year that my dad had passed away, probably summer or fall. And they recommended that she get a CAT scan for what was going on. And basically, it showed that there was a large grapefruit-sized mass in her pelvic region. And they recommended surgery. Yeah, um, you can imagine the emotions in my heart as I'm like 12 years old at the time. And I couldn't imagine life without my mom. So... um, she did have surgery, um, and after it was removed, they found out that it was synovial cell sarcoma cancer, which is an aggressive bone cancer. And my mom was into a lot of natural remedies if she could uh, use those and um, tried to do those things afterwards, um, but eventually the cancer returned. And so in 2001, we were on a field trip out in the Washington, D.C. area, and I remember she said, Sean it's back. And I felt like my heart sank because I knew exactly what she meant that, that the cancer had returned. And this time she had two tumors. And so in the months that followed in 2001, my mom had a a difficult choice to make. And that was what to do in the event that, you know, that if she didn't live. And so she'd asked a dear family from our church there in, in Modesto, Bruce and Kathy, um, if they would be willing to become guardians in the event that my mom would pass away. And they they prayed about it and they said yes and um, my sister and I were living were living with them at the time as my mom's illness progressed and she needed more care and I had a very meaningful conversation with my mom in either end of February early March of 2002 and she said to me something to the effect of these words she said Sean if or when I die you're going to be sad but don't sorrow like those who have no hope because we're going to see each other again when Jesus comes and anchoring my faith in the word of God, whereas First Thessalonians chapter 4 talks about how this hope of the, the coming of Jesus and that this anchored my, my experience. And um, when the phone call had come March 10th, 2002, that she had passed away early that morning, um, I believe it was the grace of God that sustained me to, to turn to him and be able to even speak words of faith in the coming of Jesus at my mom's funeral. It was on the 13th of March. Um, but in the the months that followed, I definitely went through a tailspin into depression. I just it felt like my world collapsed. And um, living with guardians, it, you know, just everything that you know, Bruce and Kathy and the family life. I was no longer being homeschooled. I was going to be attending a a private school, but it was definitely a different schedule than homeschool. And the stress levels I was going through, and how I was feeling emotionally, spiritually. There was this deep yearning in my soul to know that I was really accepted, really forgiven of God, and I really wrestled with that because I didn't fully understand what that meant. One of the things that I'd grown up believing is that if you die, you're going to burn in hell forever if you don't have things just right with God. And there were times I was harrowed by that thought. Um, but a verse that has become a life verse for me, still my favorite in the Bible, is Job thirteen fifteen: Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. And um, I didn't blame God for what had happened. I knew that he is good. And it says in Matthew 13, 28, an enemy hath done this. And I can truly say it's the enemy that seeks to destroy and kill um, those that we love and, and cause our health to fail. But um, looking back, uh, God was faithful. Even though I went into depression, 
got to the point where I couldn't live with my family. I was sent away to a program for troubled youth in Utah and medicated for bipolar disorder. And in the months that followed, I finished high school and out in Utah. And there was a question of where should I go to school? So um, I was going to be attending Pacific Union College. And I was open to that, but I was not a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. I was just non-denominational Christian going into that. And uh, as I started school there in 2005, I really enjoyed the freedom that I had compared to when I was in a program and had a lot more you know, restrictions. But um, I was just on this quest for faith. I really wanted to know God's will and his, his word. And God just kept instilling in me a deeper hunger and thirst for, for the Bible. And I really wrestled in my mind with how can it be possible that we need to keep the Seventh-day Sabbath holy if the law, where, what is the role of the law? And I still remember I was like in a, a class and Romans 3.31, I was reading my Bible in one of my classes like a, like a lightning bolt. It just really made sense. Romans 3.31, do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. And suddenly it just clicked like obedience is the fruit of faith. It's not like, it's not... Um, opposed to um, to what Christ has done for us. It, it's He does that in us So as we cooperate with him. So I was really um, moving forward in the direction of just wanting to follow God. And in 2007, I became a Seventh-day Adventist by profession of faith. And um, I was still dealing with bipolar, but God takes us as we are. And then in October of 2007, had strongly sensed that God was calling me to pay, be a pastor. Uh, I remember I was in the shower in one of the dormitories there at PUC and the Lord said, I'm calling you to be a pastor. And I said, who are you? And he said, I am that I am. And at that, I surrendered my life to his call and changed my major the next day to theology and started on a journey of, of faith and ministry that I didn't know the full destination because I was still dealing with bipolar disorder. And so um, I'm looking forward to sharing how um, God healed me from that in the in the way that he had planned. And so... I'm just thankful for God's faithfulness. Wow, that's that's really amazing, so, Sean. So good. You went from praise God, so much loss and, and depression and and heartache, uh, to having confidence in God and even hearing His voice in the shower mm. one day and, and being called to ministry. And especially, uh, we're looking forward yes. to hearing about how God helped you overcome uh, bipolar disorder. So we'll hear about that in the uh, yes. the next episode. It was great having you, Sean. And uh, I'd like to say a word of prayer to close, too. Uh, Dear Father in heaven, um, may these words that Sean shared be a blessing to each person listening and uh, prepare uh, their hearts to enjoy the, the next part of this series. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody. Um, thanks for listening to Walking Free, and we'll see you in, well, we'll, uh, we'll be speaking to you in the next episode. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.